The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of this station. Salem Media Group, staff, management, or advertisers. This is B2B Radio, featuring Mr. Biz, sponsored by Wentworth Financial Partners. Over the next half hour, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, Central Ohio's leading business-to-business advisor, will present information that helps reduce risk, improve financial performance, and change your company's future. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, this program is for you. And now, here's Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. Hello, good morning, everyone. Ken Wentworth, Mr. Biz here. I'm excited about the show today. We have not, um, as some of you may noticed, we have not answered any listener questions and they've been piling up. And so we're going to switch up the format a little bit this week and we're only going to have one commercial break. Limited commercial breaks brought to you by Wentworth Financial Partners. How about that? How did you get that done, Ken? Well, you know, I know people there. So uh, I was able to make that happen. So as as you've already heard, uh, we've got Mr. Mike Morris from Morris Media is going to co-host for today's episode of Ask Mr. Biz. So we're going to take um, a bunch of questions that we've gotten from listeners over the last several weeks when I haven't answered questions, so I'm sort of behind on that, and I wanted to basically take the whole show, and that's why we're switching up the format a little bit to have longer segments to uh, to dive into some of these questions. So welcome back, Mr. Morris. It's a pleasure to be here, as always. I'm glad they were allowed you back in the building now. That, uh, that They're kind of getting used to my face. I think, I think you either need other guests or better security. Well, I think after the last time you were on and they banned you from the building for 30 days, we had to wait. Uh, I think my star, it's shown on its own. I think we can say that. Okay, okay. I'm glad you're humble about it. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, so with that, uh, our producer, Alan, is going to queue up the questions. We've got uh, recorded questions from listeners. So I guess with that, Alan, if you want to go ahead and hit the first question, let's see what we've got. Hey, Mr. Biz. I have some problem keeping employees at my company. I was wondering if you have any ideas on how I can keep good people and also keep them happy. I know it's tough trying to find good people. Well, that's a pretty common common uh, problem, I would say. Um, employee retention, especially as the as actually as the job market is is good and robust, people move around, and uh, it becomes more and more important to make sure you're paying attention to your employees and keeping them happy. So, um, I guess I would look at it a few different ways, um, and some of the things are n- not as obvious. So, I, I and I'm, I'm a numbers nerd, so I, I I can terrible with names, but I remember numbers. Um, so I guess that's why I do what I do, right? Um, but I think oftentimes people just assume that if someone's unhappy, it's because they're not getting paid enough. And that is actually not the case in most situations. So, um, there was just a recent study. Now this was, these are white collar workers, so it's not applicable across all small businesses, of course, but, um, a, a an executive search firm did a, a survey and, Surprisingly enough, only 5% of people said they were considering leaving due to a compensation issue. I think that's probably a little bit artificially low. I didn't expect it to be that low, but still pretty surprising. So I guess what I would do is I would focus on the non-compensation issues, assuming people were compensated in a fair manner. Um, one is, is, is you know foster a learning environment so people are able to see a path. Right. Some people just they want to get better at their jobs. They want to, you know, maybe they want the next level up, two levels up, whatever their aspirations may be. Foster that. You can um you can use in house employees. So everyone's got an expertise, right? Um, everyone knows something about something. 
you can do lunch and learns, right? It doesn't cost you anything. And, and actually the people you have, the employees that you have do those lunch and learns, they're going to feel pretty good about it because they're able to share what they know well. Um, ask the employees what they want to learn about um, and use your network. Um, hopefully you've got a decent network. You can reach out to folks that have expertise on certain subjects. Um, of course, you can always um, send them to classes, external classes. That's going to cost you some money, but um, nothing But terrible. you're investing in that person. Right, right. So you're you're giving to them, you're investing in them, so it's helping to grow your business. Actually, a lot of these topics, I think this question came from the show when we talked about growth. Probably so. Yeah. So, I mean, it sounds like a familiar topic that you already covered because we're kind of hitting those things. But if, you, if someone hasn't heard it, they should go back and listen to that show about growth and retention was part of that. Yeah. And those all the prior shows, by the way, are on the website, WentworthFinancialPartners.com. There's a B2B radio page there that you can hear any of the, any, any of the old shows. Um, that we've already done. Um, another way thing you can do, again, doesn't cost you anything, is and, and it actually helps you, is to have employees switch responsibilities. Not not their full jobs, but take two things away from one person, swap them with another. It it, it gives you some cross training, so that person can cover when the other person's out on vacation or out sick, whatnot. So it's actually a benefit for you. The other thing I would do is is absolutely for cross-training purposes of nothing else as well as some of this learning, but is ensure that each person knows their boss's job. Now, they don't have to be as good as their boss at the job, but it, it they'll learn, number one. You'll have cross-training, number two. And, and then number three, oftentimes, and I hear this, especially in a lot of small businesses where people will start to open up to me a little bit and say, gosh, I don't even know what the heck my boss does all day. I'm out here busting my butt. And this guy's in here doing, I don't even know what he sits in his office, you know, that kind of thing. So a lot of times if you, if they learn their boss's job, it's an eye opener. They hear things and say, geez, I didn't realize you did all those things. Now that, now I get it. Right. So, um, that helps. And then, um, another way I think to help sort of with employee retention, again, non-compensation wise is to learn to delegate. Um, small business owners are notoriously terrible at it because, you probably started as a small business owner and wore a bunch of hats. And as you've grown, you've had to wear more and more hats. And it's difficult to delegate things that you know you do really well, but you just don't have the time to do it anymore. So, you know, obviously delegating helps in a lot of different ways, but that builds confidence. Employees know you have confidence in them um, and uh, makes them feel good about it and maybe take some things off your plate, take some of those hats away. As I like to say, it helps you work on your business, not in it. Um, and so that, those are, I guess, three things that pop in my head, um, you know, as far as helping employee retention that maybe aren't so obvious to people, you know, helping people learn, teaching, teaching them their boss's job and, um, you know, you as the, as the owner delegating more because that has a down, you know, depending how large your organization is, you delegate to your direct reports who may delegate some things down to theirs. So, um, again, those are the three things I think that pop into my head. Right off the bat. Well, also that last part, especially you are you are establishing faith in somebody. It's not always compensation. It's if they believe they're part of what makes that wheel turn, that helps tremendously too. That's not compensation. That's they feel important. If they feel valued, <clears throat> they're going to stay. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so at the end of those three things, they may sound pretty simple, but you end up with smarter employees. They learn some things. They feel fulfilled. You've got better succession plan. So if if they know their boss's job and the boss leaves, 
you've got someone who at least has a reasonable idea of that job. And frankly, if they've performed some of the duties, you know whether they're capable of stepping into that role or not or whether you need to go outside. Um, you've got better coverage for vacation and things like that. So I think there are, you know, a, a lot of win-win things there that are you know, not so obvious as far as, you know, again, the compensation issue, which um, I'm assuming that you've covered that and you're, you're in good shape there. So I think that's uh, – I think we covered that. I think that one's good, yeah. Hey, Mr. Biss, I noticed that you close every show saying cash flow is king, so you obviously think it's important. Can you give me some areas that I could focus on in my business to improve cash flow? Thanks. <laughs> number one, uh, number one, uh, Mr. Biz uh, saying. That there. might be the only saying, <laughs> Mr. Biz, is cash, cash is king. Yeah. I, uh, or cash flow is king. Yeah. No, I, I hit on this one a lot. Um, I, don't, I know any of my clients that are listening will, will probably cringe a little bit because I talk a lot about this, but. Um, yeah, I would say, and actually there's a video on, uh, on my website I made that sort of talks through some of these tips, um, on, on improving your cash flow. And we did a show on cash flow, um, a few months back. So you can always, again, check those out on the website. But, uh, you know, I would mention, I guess, five things and we'll probably run out of time during this segment. Um, and we can, we can pick it up after, but, um, number one is shortening the payable receivable cycle. I talk about this all the time. And that is, some people don't understand what I mean by that. Let me explain. What I mean by that is the time from which you pay for, let's say you're a a manufacturer, the time you pay for raw materials, that's the payable piece of it. And then the receivable, of course, is once you make a sale and the money comes in. So you want to shorten that. Um, You don't want to pay for materials up front, and then it's three months later before you actually get payment. So you want to tighten that cycle up. And I won't belabor that one too much because, again, I hate to keep doing this, but there is a video specifically just on that one thing, shortening the payable receivable cycle that's, I want to say, four or five minutes long that's on the website. Um, so I won't belabor that one any further, but um, this is a common theme, create a forecast. you, you got to have a forecast for your cash flow. If you're not monitoring it, you're not tracking against it, you have no idea where you're coming in, what you need to improve on, things like that. Um, so that's something I talk about with a lot of other things, but especially with cash flow. Um, number three, I would say, um, tighten up your inventory. Um, you know, if you've got widgets that cost you a thousand dollars and you've got 50 of them sitting on the, on the shelf in your warehouse, but you only sell five a month, that's not tight inventory. It's not a, it's not Hmm. a good thing. You get too much money tied up in your inventory. Um, uh, let me see if you have any debt, this is, this could be a big one. Actually, if you have any debt, take a look at refinancing. You may have a better credit score now, um, so you can get better terms. Uh, the rates may be lower depending how old your loan is, um, and that could end up being a lot of money. Actually, you know, if you have a lot of debt, that could be a big one. Um, and then I guess the other thing I would mention is make it a uh, make it a company wide priority. Make sure everyone who's involved with cash flow, whether it's paying the bills or getting the money in, um, know about this and know about this goal um, and uh, you know, it's, there's a lot of simple things we can talk about, and we'll pick that up after the break. We're sort of uh, up against uh, the one break, only one break this show, so uh, bear with us through that, and it'll be a little bit shorter than usual. But um, come back after the break. We'll finish up the cash flow, and we'll dig into some more questions. Um, you can always go out to our website at wentworthfinancialpartners.com. Give us a call at 614-962-7CFO. Uh, you can uh, – social media. You can go out to the web, uh, website. Facebook or Instagram, we're Wentworth Financial Partners. 
Come back after the break. We'll see you then. Do you need to dive into online marketing but don't know where to start? Maybe you need an expert to help design your website. Or maybe you just need to drive more traffic to your website. Our Biz Marketing is here to help. Our customized local service specializes in digital lead generation. Our Biz Marketing, where our business is marketing your business online. Go to rbizmarketing.com. That's rbizmarketing.com. rbizmarketing.com. That's rbizmarketing.com. If your business is aiming for the stars but is stuck in the fog, call Mr. Biz at Wentworth Financial Partners. If profits are what you prefer, call Mr. Biz. If cash flow is a concern, call Mr. Biz. If growth is your goal, you guessed it, call Mr. Biz. We are so confident in our results-oriented approach, we'll even guarantee it. Visit WentworthFinancialPartners.com to learn more about our guaranteed CFO services or call us at 614-962-7CFO. That's WentworthFinancialPartners.com. Every day, careless drivers drive away from car crashes they cause while you're left behind, injured, without a car, and unable to work. It gets worse. Careless drivers insurance company may refuse to pay you. Your insurance company may refuse to help you. You'll have to do one thing. Get Scott Smith and get justice. We have the experience and the resources to get you the results you need and deserve. Call 888-311-LAWS. That's 888-311-LAWS. Or visit us at sestriallaw.com. Get Scott Smith. Get justice. To schedule a free consultation, call 614-962-7CFO. That's 962-7CFO. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. Welcome back to segment number two of two for this show of the Ask Mr. Biz as we're going through listener questions. And uh, I'm going to finish up on the on the question on cash flow that we had uh, to end the first segment. But first, I want to go through the Mr. Biz tip of the week. Uh, and, I love the Mr. Biz tip of the week. Uh, let's have it. Let's, you ready for this, yes. Mike? All right. So uh, set measurable goals. Measurable is the key word there. Everyone sets goals. Set measurable goals. Um, I, I push people on this all the time. A lot of people, again, make goals, but they're not measurable. They need to be measurable. And then, therefore, you got to track against them regularly to monitor your progress. Um, and, frankly, that increases the accountability as well. So... Um, I think that's pretty important. And then much like I shared with a uh, tip, I think it was a week or two ago, what on vision is share these goals with employees at the company and make sure they're visible for everyone to see. So everyone, again, is sort of rowing in the same direction. Um, I think that's important. So that is the Mr. Biz tip of the week. Now, getting back into the cash flow. So a listener had called in and uh, asked about some ways to improve, uh, some tips on improving cash flow in his business. And we talked about uh, shortening the payable receivable cycle, creating a forecast, um, tightening up the inventory. And then I think uh, I talked about refinancing if you have debt. And then the last thing I was getting into was making a company-wide priority. And I want to just talk about that for just a little bit more. And so a couple things you can do there is, again, it sounds cliched. We'll make it a priority. Well, no kidding. But so anyone who pays bills, and, and this one might not be as obvious, but if you need to pay a bill within that's due in 30 days and you don't get a penalty and, and there's no discount to get. So don't, don't miss out on any discounts, but if it's 30 days, pay it on day 28 or 29. A lot of things nowadays are electronic payment. Um, you can control that. There's no need to pay that 10 days in, right? That's going to help shorten that site, that, that payable receivable cycle we talked about, um, in number one. Um, and then on the, on the flip side, 
Um, and again, I mentioned this during our show on cash flow, which again, that show is, is out on the website, wentworthfinancialpartners.com if you want to listen to that. But um, when, you, when, you get, uh, when you pay for things as well, as if you have a corporate card, you can pay for it with a corporate card, which buys you another potential month maybe to pay for things, right? So you pay for it on day 28, and then you have another, let's call it 20 days before the actual, you have to lay out cash to pay the corporate card. That's 48 days. That's a big, big difference. We are actually able to help a, cl- a client uh, do that, and they actually flipped their payable receivable cycle to be a negative number, which means they were receiving cash before they actually paid for the raw materials. It was a thing of beauty, <laughs> if I say so myself. Well, that's actually something you can, you were telling me about six, seven months ago. We changed it, and it literally, I mean, it makes such a huge difference when you're, you know, if you've got 90 days to pay something, there's no reason to pay it at 30 or 45 days. I mean, as long as you don't spend it on something frivolous, right. you're still good. Yeah, yeah. So I think that uh, wraps that one up. So, um, Alan, give us uh, give us another question, please. Loyal listeners, love the show. I know I need to put more effort into marketing my business, but I'm on a tight budget. Do you have any suggestions on how I can market on a tight budget? Marketing on a tight budget. Well, we we happen to have a... Uh, a marketing expert here, Mr. Mike Morris of Morris about, Media. An expert, but 20-some years? Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> of doing nothing but marketing? Right, right. You know a thing or two about this. Uh, so I'll mention a few things, just a couple things, actually, that I think are inexpensive ways to do that. Um, uh, number one, you've got to, if you don't have a website, you need one. And and it doesn't have to be super fancy. I think it needs to be professionally done. Um, you can put that on your business cards. You can you promote the heck out of that thing all over the place. But in today's day and age, you have to have a website. I know I look up companies all the time, and if they don't have a website, I'll tell you honestly, my first impression is it's not really a legitimate company. Or it's maybe a fly-by-night kind of thing, whatever. Um, And I've even had some clients say, well, Ken, you know, my business, I don't really need a website for my business. You know, my, my top 10 competitors, only two of them have a website. I don't really need one. What I'm here to tell you is in the long run, you're going to lose out to those two. Um, if they've done it professionally and of course they're doing other things in the right way, but it makes such a huge difference. You got to have a website. So, and again, it doesn't have to be super fancy. Um, but I think you got, you, you need to have that sort of landing spot for people to push them to use social media. You can use social media. It doesn't cost you a penny. Um, if you do it right, it's free, it's powerful. Um, if you build, uh, a good network there and you could, you could share, you know, content, you can share information about what you do, what you provide. Um, I think is, again, it's it's free, so why not take advantage of it? And the last thing I'll say is not free, um, and, and maybe it's a little more obvious, but I'll call it swag, is get yourself some swag. Get some pens, um, uh, you know, obviously business cards. You, you need to have some business cards to be able to pass out to people. Um, but, you know, depending on what your business is, be a little bit creative about it. Um, if you do office-type work, maybe you get Post-it notes, that have your logo and your number on it or your website and you pass those out to people. Um, if you're in the IT world, love this one. Make mouse pads. Oh, I thought you were going to say those little um, data sticks. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. You could do that. that. That's like five years ago technology, but you, mou- could, you could do that. Oh, mouse pads because everybody's <laughs> using this for their big, huge computers? It's all wireless, son. Come listen, on. Listen to this. Uh, I have, yeah, I have a mouse, but it's wireless. Oh, here we go. It's a wireless, wireless mouse. Easy, easy for we'll me debate to say. this off the air. This mouse pad thing. We're not yeah, going with that. So this is a problem. 
Uh, but no, seriously, if, if you're in a, let's say you provide IT services for small businesses and you help them fix their computers, things like that, they don't have to remember you. The problem goes on with their computer. They're staring at your logo right in front of them. They may be cursing at it, but uh, at least they remember you, right? All publicity is good publicity. So those are three, I guess, quick things I would say that are inexpensive ways to um, to improve your marketing if you're not doing those things. But you know, definitely social media being free, you got to take advantage of that. Um, yeah, I think that's a that's a no brainer for sure. Well, that's a huge key. I mean, that's how all of our people. It's not it's not buying clicks or likes or any of that. It is you. You are your brand. You got to get out in front of it. You know, something that we've started using was Facebook Live. It's not so much that we're doing anything that exciting, but if you're if you're walking in to see a vendor, that vendor also gets to see that you're kind of promoting them but at the same time. You stick out. Uh Facebook, Instagram, if it's free, it takes very little time to learn how to do this stuff. But if you're not doing it, you're wasting your time. Like yeah. your message isn't getting out there. It's not cutting through the clutter. This is instant. This, you know, once you share it, it's out there, and you can do it multiple times a day if you want to. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, the the, the example I gave earlier where, you know, on the website thing where someone says, well, only two of my competitors do it, this is even better, right? Right. If, if, if none of my competitors uh, – I have a landscaping business, and none of my competitors are using social media, that's a huge advantage, right? There's an opportunity right. there, a huge opportunity, because you can stand out from all your competitors. You almost hope that they don't do those things and take advantage of that. Um, it's definitely, definitely a, a separator, um, that can get your name out there, um, a lot quicker and, and easier, honestly. So, um, all right. How about, an, how about another question, Alan? Ken, I find myself having trouble keeping up with administrative tasks. My company isn't making money while I'm tied up with administrative duties. So I think I'm ready to hire someone to help. How do you know when is the right time to hire help? Thanks. Another common question, and this is something we talked about a little bit on the uh, um, expansion show, show, growth show, yes. Um, And I know we've we've only got a few minutes left in the show here, so I'll try to tackle this one reasonably quickly. But the first thing you want to do before you hire anyone is make sure you define some exact responsibilities they're going to have. Um, I I see it all the time where people, and I think some of it's an ego thing. The business starts growing, and you want to feel like, hey, man, I'm going to show this growing. I'm going to hire somebody. Um, you can puff out your chest a little bit more. I got an employee or I have employees. Um, that sounds great, but you got to make sure you define their responsibilities. The worst thing you can do is hire someone, bring them on board and they're bored. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and then you're paying them and you're not getting, you know, it's not effective. Um, it is one of the things you need to do is, and then once you have those responsibilities defined is, is take a look at the time you think it's going to take. Um, more than likely, it's especially as as uh, this listener described, it's an admin position with admin tasks. It's probably not a full time job. I mean, it probably needs some help with that, but it's not full time. To that, I would say, and I I've talked about this before on the show, is look into a virtual assistant. Um, you know, a lot of people call it a VA. There's a lot of companies that will do that, and it's very inexpensive to start. It's a variable cost, so if you're not using them as much, you only pay for what you're using. Um, and then what you can do is you can monitor that and you can ease into a full-time person in that once your VA becomes, you know, cost prohibitive to have, pay a, a virtual assistant, you can have someone full-time. Then you can go ahead and hire someone full-time. Um, there's a lot of different companies. You can Google that. I'll tell you, there's one local company here in central Ohio that I know that does it, that does a really good job. And it's a company called Check Off Your List. 
um, their websites, checkoffyourlist.com. I know some clients of mine have worked with, uh, with Rachel there at Check Off Your List and have had um, good things to say. So um, if you're a local to Central Ohio, definitely check her out um, and her website out and um, on, on virtual assistance. Well, we got through some questions. We we have just a little over a minute left in the show, so I, don't, I really don't want to dig into another question, but um, I think we're going to need to have another uh, episode of Ask Mr. Biz to get through the rest of these questions. We should definitely run it back because we've been waiting so long to get to these phone calls. Uh, you know, outside of emails, these are the best examples, I think. If someone's willing to call and, and will let us play them, we'll answer them for you. If you give sure. your, your name and the email address, so you can even have the thing emailed to you. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, if you leave a recording, you don't hesitate to have your company name or your name or whatever. Get some free publicity for your business if you'd like. Um, I know, That's another good tip, yeah. Yeah, some people, I, I think, may, maybe don't want to, are embarrassed because they don't want to say that they don't know this or know that or whatever. But as they say, there are no dumb questions. Um, so I think we're going to run this back and we'll do another Ask Mr. Biz uh, show uh, next week and dig into that. Um if, uh, again, I, I like it because I feel like I'm able to help some people. Um, you can always go out to our website, WentworthFinancialPartners.com. Call us at 614-962-7CFO. On Facebook and Instagram, we're at Wentworth Financial Partners. And uh, on Twitter, we're at MrBizTweets. So you can always submit questions to the show um, on Twitter, at MrBizTweets, or on uh, the website. So come back next week. We'll see you then. Cash flow is king. This has been B2B Radio with your host, Mr. Biz, sponsored by Wentworth Financial Partners. Wentworth Financial Partners is your resource for part-time CFO services that help you work on your business instead of in your business. To schedule a free consultation, call 614-962-7CFO. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, staff management, or advertisers. Tune in again next week for B2B Radio with Mr. Biz.